listening to The Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Atomic Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Mike Downs. It's episode 109. I'm firmly in the captain's chair, not only figuratively, but... Whatever the fuck else, Lee, there is, because um, we're talking about space tonight, and I can't wait. Um, I'm drinking a Mill Street coffee porter, um, which I got because my wife likes coffee, and I thought she might like this. Won't even fucking try it, and I cannot stand fucking coffee, and I am forcing these things down. Let's see who else is drinking and in space. I think the word you were looking for was literally, hey, 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 it's Michael DiGiovanni. I'm... In this ship tonight for some podcasting action, and I'm sitting in the uh, Toronto chamber, and while I'm doing that, I'm drinking myself a Southern Tier Gemini. Whoa, Southern Tier Gemini, that sounds like remote. Um, So normally you would hear two other Atomic Geeks, both Andrew Bloom and Christian Nielsen, who, as we mentioned on last week's episode, are not here this week. However, as teased and promised, making his most triumphant return to the Atomic Geeks, Mr. Mark Dury. Oh, hello, everybody. Thanks for having me back. I'm in my basement in Toronto, um, just sipping some warm Pepsi Max. <laughs> you've, you've actually really assumed the role of Bloom, I think, now. Yeah, like how does he oh, get away with all this not drinking, Andrew, bullshit? My <laughs> wife is no longer pregnant. She she had a beautiful baby girl a couple months ago. Congratulations. And thank you. I cannot keep a case of beer in this house for more than three days without it being finished. <laughs> I love throughout the lifetime of this podcast, we have created this visual image to our <laughs> listeners that your wife is just a drunken animal. Just francophone lush. I know. <laughs> Poor Mrs. Dury. She gets but it's true. Like I, like I thought I at least had some, uh, some Sleeman uh, light or, or Sleeman clear that I was planning on having tonight. Oh, like girly beers. Yes, I know. (laughs) But even that, I would have taken. I would have thought I'd have some cred, but no, nothing. Well, at least it's Pepsi Max. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she buys that because it has her name on it. (laughs) This is the one for you. (laughs) Yeah, literally literally and figuratively. (laughs) There you got it, Downs. There we go. Whatever, Professor. <laughs> exactly, motherfucker. Um, okay, now before we move on to our spacey topic, uh, is there any uh... geek news? <sighs> geek news. Do we have any? Uh, who's got some? Um, I, I guess I could just sort of. Uh, I have one little thing that made me kind of giggle this week. Uh, I don't know if any of the, the listeners out there go to io9.com quite a bit, but uh, they're one of my go-to sci-fi geek stops on the internet every day. Great site. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, they kind of cover everything, right? From books, comics, film, TV, even soundtracks. Um, yeah. But they recently had their March Madness, or their, their March movie Madness, where they're pitting... Uh, all the the the, the all time great sci fi films to kind of have have their readers vote each day on which film they preferred you know kind of in a stepped ladder format and before I, I, I get to who won it was of course controversial as it is every year um, 
people who go there probably already know that one, but I found it very interesting. I'll just go through kind of uh, from the quarterfinals here that Star Wars beat out Terminator 2 to advance. Now that's um, Star Wars A New Hope, I'm assuming? That's Star Wars A New Hope, yeah. Okay. Um, Empire Strikes Back beat out 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yes, correct. On the other side, sort of coming in here, uh, Serenity beat out Terminator to advance, and Blade Runner beat out Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. So that gives us Star Wars versus Empire Strikes Back, and Serenity versus Blade Runner to advance, and the finalists were Empire Strikes Back versus Serenity. And you guys want to guess who won? Empire Strikes Back or Serenity? Well, I mean, if you're going to guess, I would think it would be Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and you'd be wrong because Serenity won, <laughs> <laughs> which results in the like it's it's like an annual festival over there of just trolling, right? Like uh, I love Serenity. I'm a brown coat. I also love Empire Strikes Back. And I voted for Serenity just because I know how much it pisses people off. And I'm sure I'm indicative of a lot of the people that did that. I don't actually think it's a better movie than Empire Strikes Back, but I have a lot of love for it. And That's uh, what I mean. Something like this epitomizes internet culture because come on, people. Yeah. Head to head, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back is means more, is going to have a longer leg, a longer legacy for sure and it's all around. It is a better fucking movie than Serenity, and I love Serenity. Yeah, but it's uh, there's this ongoing joke at IO9 that that Serenity, anything Firefly, and anything River Tam related uh, is just going to turn into kind of this like shenanigans every time. River Tam won their their again like a, a voting thing uh, a few months ago for like all-time greatest sci-fi character or, or, or biggest badass i think it was beating out like batman and darth vader and wow <laughs> it's like she's just unstoppable right so this is just sort of that coming up again so if you well, frequent io9.com or if you've never been there before that's io9.com um you'll pick up on that theme pretty quickly that's pretty funny because as you were going through the tournament brackets, I even thought to myself, Serenity versus Blade Runner. Yeah, you know, I and know. I thought to myself, yeah. okay, well, you know, that's nice that Serenity got that far. And then it's like it's people voted Serenity over Blade Runner. Like that alone oh, yeah. is almost up for – that's debatable. And then it knocking off Empire. I mean – It beat Back to the Future. Uh, I mean, I mean that, like that's just fucking <laughs> – I'm sorry, but that's ridiculous. That that is just it, it's what's crazy is that if, if see it, and it, right it, there you are perfectly representative of what most of the comments are. Well, yeah, except but what you what you don't realize is is that's all the smart audience. If this gets up by any legitimate press, you know what I mean? People start like people thinking like, oh yeah, I heard Serenity that, is fucking better than uh, Empire Strikes Back. That's why they do it though, because. <laughs> They still, they, I say they, we, I'm fucking one of these people, uh, <laughs> cling to this hope that if it gets enough attention, it'll get, like, made again. I guess that's where it comes from. Hey. Yeah, it's, it's so it's so typical of how, you how the, you know, these guys can influence something like that, you know what I mean? And just, like, make the results be whatever they want it to be. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, the, the, these are a bunch of Whedon marks, you know, that are kind of 
voting on here. I mean, I, should it be represented in the list? I get that. But wow, uh, come on, man. Like that's it's unbelievable. The things now even you're saying back to the future that it's topping. I mean, forget about box office performance. I'm not sure that many people saw Serenity and it's a damn good movie. But it uh, I mean, you're talking about landmark I, I films. I mean, it's the best movie. Oh, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> well, apparently, I mean, come on, that's just that's just I can't even say I just it's just ridiculous. I know. Well, now I'm actually curious to go because to go and see the comments in the forum because th- there must be like flaming battles yeah, about people's response to this. Well, and of course the 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 list does go back uh, several rounds deeper than what I read out loud here. There's I don't I haven't counted all the films here, but it's. Uh, it's probably in a lot. <laughs> There's quite a few on here, so I'd like uh, to see the other upsets that showed up. Yeah, like like Godfather uh, and Godfather Two. Did Serenity beat Godfather Two? Well, this was for sci-fi, this though, right? Sci-fi. Yeah, 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 right, 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 right. right. Yeah. but I mean, but it's like uh, you know, like Empire Strikes Back beat out The Matrix, for example. Aliens beat out Dark Knight. Inception beat out Planet of the Apes. I could buy. I can believe all those. Some of those. I can. I mean, I mean, so some of this too is you have to realize that uh, I was going to say is before, you, if you don't, even if you don't think of the fact that it was heavily influenced by the, a certain small percentage of the people, it also shows um, a slice of time, if you will. You know what I mean? More people right now on the internet in the, who are going to this website are Firefly fans than, than, you know what I mean, than Star Wars at the moment, or at least they want to be more vocal about that. Sure, and that's yeah. kind of like a, a, a capture of the way the internet feels about Firefly today. In two years, that wouldn't be repeated, you know what I mean? And five years ago wouldn't have happened, you know what I mean? It'll be repeated in two years. <laughs> I, I fucking guarantee it. <laughs> You're going to lead that charge, aren't you, Dirty? <laughs> I've got bots written just to <laughs> notify me when there's a vote on. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys have fucking given up and moved the fuck on. <laughs> okay, um, now speaking of moving the fuck on, nice segue. Uh, do we have any? Was there a rumor there was some more of the news of the geek type? Uh, that is correct, Mr. Downs. You know, it remiss if would be if we did not mention some superhero movie casting. Uh, we've talked about Zack Snyder, uh, the director's, you know, upcoming Superman reboot film. And now the it's the official word has come out that General Zod, Neil before that son bitch, he is going to be in this new movie. And the casting for that said character is out. And it is a little unexpected. It's the actor Michael Shannon. Now, a lot of people might be going, as I said that, who the fuck is Michael Shannon? The Michael Shannon? The Esquire. <laughs> uh, Michael Shannon, from what the, where I can place him, at least most recently, is he plays one of the cops on HBO's Boardwalk Empire. Uh, right. When I actually looked at this, when I heard it, I was—I I actually had to, you know, go to IMDb and try to remember it. I saw someone tweet about this, and then when I kind of looked at him, and I knew the—I, you know, I'd seen him recently in Boardwalk, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, I—I I could see that, but a little surprising, fellas. Like, is that where you would have thought for a major, major villain in a major movie, Michael Shannon? Well, you know what he—he he fulfills that uh, criteria. That I uh, that I really enjoyed from uh, Unbreakable, that Sam Jackson's character, like Mr. Glass, talks about how the the villains always have to have some sort of physical 
abnormality or whatever. And Michael Shannon, he's a bit of a cockeyed looking guy. Like his eyes do not line up properly. Like he's he's just it's a little unsettling looking at the guy. And he's he's got this the physical stature. He's a big guy, or at least he seems to be. Maybe they just shoot him from low angles on Boardwalk. Uh, on uh, is that the name of the Boardwalk Empire? Empire, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he seems to have a presence anyway. He certainly is able to exude the appropriate amount of, uh, I don't know. Uh, Surliness? <laughs> it's something a little more dangerous, though. Like he, Maybe it's the fact that he's like stealing girls' like hair ties and sniffing them later while pleasuring himself in his hotel room that kind of does it. But he's, he does creepy well. And his, like I said, his eyes are just kind of... There's no danger of any girls getting lost in them. <laughs> no, uh, you know, it's funny because I've seen him in a few things um, as I pull him up here on IMDb. You know, he was also in the Runaways movie, which I watched, which wasn't bad. And he plays, you know, this kind of flamboyant guy. And he's also in uh, Bad Lieutenant Porter Call, New Orleans. And I think he plays like maybe a cop or a fucking dirty cop. And I think you're totally right, Mark. Like he has this kind of creepiness to him. Um, in fact, once I saw this, I was like, oh, Actually, that's pretty darn good. That makes sense, Michael Shannon. If you know, I mean, this guy's—he's got a fucking quite the resume. He's been around for a while, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he's definitely got that, um, you know, uh, vi- villain type aura to him. I think this is just perfect. I think I think this was just right on looking around, you know, Hollywood and saying, okay, here's a guy who can do it. So I think it's actually pretty bang on. I think yeah. it's interesting because. The one thing I do admire about this is that they're not going for crazy stunt casting, right? They're not saying, let's get the villain out there and make it, you know, Jack Nicholson or something like that. Like they are actually – they've gone for a really hardcore character actor. I mean this guy's not really a name to the mass-going movie audience and at least we know when when you bring in a guy like him – He's probably not going to phone this in. He's going to – because he's not at the level of A, let alone B class, he's going to take this opportunity and probably you know, do as much as he can with it as opposed to another actor like a, <clears throat> maybe an Arnold Schwarzenegger when they were cast in a comic book movie <laughs> just kind of rested on their laurels, if you will. Of course, they could have gone with Terrence Stamp. The guy looks yeah. great for an old dude. Well, and I like the original thought of that because I knew Viggo Mortensen was under consideration for that, which I thought was name recognized and also damn good actor. But, you know, maybe he was too dreamy, uh, as, you know, Dury kind of alluded to as a as a villain. This guy. I did not call him dreamy. (laughs) I was calling Viggo Mortensen dreamy. Okay, you are. Don't say I was. <laughs> no, I meant he has that hero appeal where this guy, no one's going to confuse Michael Shannon for the good guy. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That's, that's what I was kind of getting at, too. Yeah, like this guy is, he's the bad guy, and it's going to be pretty freaking obvious. Like, and again, to your part, point, Mark, he kind of towers over people, I think. He seems to be a pretty freaking big guy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, well check mark in the uh, column for geek news nicely done gentlemen <laughs> okay um so moving on to episode 109 and guess what some some bitch is getting a t-shirt 
That's right. Once again, we're going back to the well, which is the user-submitted ideas. And because we do, one of you lucky listeners is getting a T-shirt. Um, and that listener is Brandon McGinnis, um, or B.M. McGinnis, uh, or something like that from the uh, forums. Uh, Brandon, thank you very much. We are doing your episode idea submission, League of Extraordinary Space Guys, <laughs> <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> that, uh, this shit writes itself, man. Um, so, uh, you know, the uh, Brandon's idea was, uh, or Brandon's idea. I'm fucking up your name, dude. Sorry. Um, I have lots of notes, but none of them say your name. Um, you know, <laughs> if if we were doing a lead like like we did with episode eighty, I believe it is uh, twenty nine episodes ago. Uh, we are building our own League of Extraordinary Guys. This one going to be a space crew uh, to cruise around the galaxy and pull stunts and wacky jobs. <laughs> so, um, any questions before we get started? First, from the Atomic Geeks. Oh, Do they have to be wacky jobs? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's, I forget. Christian's not here, so there probably won't be a lot of the wacky jobs. No <laughs> robot pirates. <laughs> oh, uh, here goes my choice. <laughs> robot not or robot Nazis. Um, okay, so what what we're doing is uh, we're assembling a team that that we're traveling with, or is this kind of our fantasy authoring? Well, I mean, it's I mean, I'm in, I'm definitely the king of my own fucking. Ship. Okay. So uh, you know, these are this is my support team. I didn't. Um, I guess unlike uh, the League of Extraordinary Guys, one where you guys did, where you guys uh, had a commander. Yeah. I was assuming, and I, I, I hope I thought uh, you guys were too, with that I would be the commander, and you know, the other guys would be my supporting crew. I can Possibly. do that. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm not a very good leader, but. Well, yeah. So what? But that's why you back the shit up with the people who can fucking. Cover that's your why ass. we we'll just cruise. <laughs> we just yeah. won't do much. And if that's the kind of wacky kind of stunts you got planned. Uh, okay. So before we get started, I guess you know how we'll start this is first uh, we'll talk just kind of about generally what it is you see yourself doing on this spaceship in the future, and then we'll lead into you know who the most important person is uh, aside from yourself on the crew. And, uh, you know, since it's been a while since you've been away, Mr. Mark Dury, why don't you start off with uh, telling us your little backstory or your most important thing or whatever the fuck it is. Okay. Um, well, since I'm going to be part of this, um, I put a very high priority on staying safe. So we will not be conducting any heists or um, participating in any galactic civil wars or anything like anything like that. So... <laughs> The ship I chose was the Axiom from Wally, which is wow. essentially the gigantic cruising, uh, like space cruise ship uh, manufactured by the by and large people. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, that's, fucking, um, that's a that's inspired that that's you chose right. that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and I just thought that looks like it can run itself pretty competently. Um, the captain seemed to have a pretty easy job there, um, with the exception of Otto, his uh, evil autopilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought I could probably sit in that chair pretty easily and, uh, you know, not get into too much trouble. I don't even think they were going anywhere. I think they were just waiting. So. <laughs> yeah, there is, I don't think there's any fucking prime directive on that shit. No. I think it was just chilling. I think Relax. that's what they're... <laughs> I think I can handle that. 
well, that's different. That's not where I fucking went. Uh, that's awesome, though. Okay, uh, Mr. Dujvani, where? Uh, what, what are you doing out in space, or what, what's the what, what's going on with your story? Well, I'm not just chilling out in orbit. I have to say, as much as uh, staying safe is a priority of mine at all occasions. We're, this ship is going around, and we are going to get ourselves into some merriment. Uh, by that, I mean, you know, we're going to go around uh, and try to solve injustices across the uh, galaxy. I don't want to call us necessarily mercenaries, and we're not uh, part of a rebel alliance, using air quotes, but we're just a bunch of uh, do-gooders who travel the galaxy and try to help out those uh, in need. My ship is the the Phoenix, and that is from the Battle of the Planets, or... Uh, oh, nice. A, yeah, because the reason that that ship is pretty fucking awesome, uh, and the reason I also thought about that is because I love the fact that that ship uh, deployed four other vehicles, like those sort of land vehicles from Oh, that. it's like a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I can send my squadron of people, which I'll get to later. We can go in on missions. But that uh, th- that uh, G-Force or Battle of the Planets, I think w- when I was a kid, I'm always confused at this now in my <laughs> adult life. I was just well, saying, I just told my kids the story the other day. Sorry to interrupt, but this is hilarious. Please go ahead. What was that show called? I, like- well, I mean, for I grew up in southern Ontario. For me, watching, I think, a Detroit feed, it was called Battle of the Planets. See, but I thought I remember when I was a kid growing up in southwestern Ontario as well that it was called G Force. That's and, what and, I knew it as. And, 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 and so does Christian. So I think you guys saw maybe a TVO or like an Ontario Canadian feed where it was called G Force. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah because that, for me it was G Force. Yeah, same with me. Falls. And that's like, and I saw it like. You know, as I got older and the Internet came around and you start going, I'm going to explore everything from my childhood. And it's like Battle of the Planets. And then they're like, I mean, for for me, that opening was always Battle of the Planets right at the end. And I was like, that's what the show was always called to me, whatever version I watched on. It was definitely a different version. And it's funny because, you know, as I mean, this, this is a very uh, Ontario, I think, or Canadian, maybe not. But, um, you know, I, I definitely you guys and, and you were calling this show g-force and that wasn't what i was calling it it was battle of planets to me but in the show were they not called the g-force yeah they were recognized as that but the program as you saw it was called battle of the planets and, and, and if you if you watch the opening that's on youtube uh for battle of the planets or whatever that was the only show i think the, the only opening that i knew existed you know what i mean and it's like right because yeah, the, the show was like their team i think was called g-force that's like yeah. whether that's what uh that's why I remember it or, or not. I don't know. Like, mm. To me, the show was always called By the Planets. See, you know what I remember the most from that was that I was thrilled that there was finally a cartoon that had a character named Mark. You know, and I was like, <laughs> I get behind that. And there's another kid in my class named Jason. And we just – it's I like bet. we just tacitly agreed we are not going to get along. Now, if you say there's a kid named Keop also in your class, I'm going to be very surprised. I will shit my fucking pants. <laughs> no, but that was an balls awesome show. I remember as a kid, you know, I'm watching a lot of Hanna-Barbera and then you transition into all of a sudden seeing something like Battle of the Planets or G-Force and you're like, whoa, OK, what the hell is this? I mean, if, if anyone hasn't seen that to Downs' earlier point, YouTube this. It's it's really cool stuff, and the ship, the Phoenix, was awesome. Like it just that uh, that, that when that, it goes. I mean, you haven't even mentioned the fiery Phoenix yet. Yeah, like it's just the the when the, the that that ship that it collects basically all four of their 
own individual vehicles become a part of this. I mean, it's awesome. So when I was thinking of ships, logically, I might one would assume that Dury or myself would have said the Millennium Falcon. So I think this is interesting that we're off to a more obscure and eccentric start. So Downs, I'm curious what the totally. fuck you're flying. <laughs> totally, totally. No, um, so uh, excellent choices by you guys so far. And I agree that, uh, you know, you immediately think of, you know, the, uh, you know, the uh, Falcon or or the Firefly, you know what I mean? Or, or the Serenity, sorry. Um, the fire fi- class, Firefly class version of a ship. Um, specifically. <laughs> I like how you tried to, like, rebuild your cred there. Well, yeah, hey, man. I, no, well, because specifically, I, I'm going to be, like, one of these guys, like the, uh, you know, guys on Firefly, which are, like, you know, pulling off jobs or, you know, salvaging junk or whatever. I think that's a pretty um, cool entrepreneurial type job to do on the wild frontier of space. Um, and I would definitely have the backup crew to do it, you know. Um, but so both of those ships to me are attractive. Um, however, uh, ultimately you know, both of them are of mostly broken though, right? Well, no, but see, the, but what's great about those is that they're old out of kind of style ships so that you can modify them and do crazy shit with them. You know what I mean? Um, like, uh, especially the Falcon, you know, he's got the uh, storage parts uh, that people don't know about because it's an obscure ship now. It's like driving, you know, an 80s car right now in the middle of the year 20,000 or like an 80s cargo van or something. You know what I mean, they, they have uses for storing stuff. Right. Yes. Um, but so my mode of primary mode of vehicle. So one of the things that you mentioned, Mike, was that things that you know, uh, four ships building into one, kind of a la Vol- Voltron or something as well, which I didn't do. But I have like a bunch of shit that comes out of my ship. Like I have the um, the uh, marine carrier from the Aliens movie, you know, uh, with Bill Paxton. Them, it's like that really mm-hmm. long car. That's that comes out of my ship. That's some, one thing we take on jobs. Also, the uh, the jet that they use in that one, um, where the alien kills them, it's kind of like a heli jet or something like that. That comes out of my main ship as well. And I also have a thing called a puddle jumper from Stargate Atlantis, which is a really spherical looking ship, but it can cloak and shit. But my main ship. Those are all for pulling jobs. They're tiny, they're small, they're maneuverable. My main ship is a Klingon bird of prey. Whoa. Um, because that also cloaks. That's the main reason that uh, you know I would need that. But that is – it's fast. It's fucking you – know, You can watch girls change in space. <laughs> <laughs> Flying over by the women's showering planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I know I got to pull jobs off a, a, a ship with a cloaking device. And ultimately, I mean those were great fucking ships anyways. Yeah, they were awesome. Sorry, I didn't get to finish my uh, – the, 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 uh, the showering planet joke there. As it, I believe it's called uh, Porky's 4 I think is the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Downs, but wow. That's with yeah, Roman numerals there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but holy shit, we're off to a pretty good start on this uh, show Hold already. On. Are you sure those other ships would fit inside that? Yeah, well, I would think so. I know, I know. I just wanted to. I have a so, cargo bay. You so probably da- did check. That's cool, though, because I forgot about that for lack of better words, the aliens Hummer fucking like all terrain vehicle that Ripley drives in to save them. Is that what you're talking about? That, that, yeah, all- yeah. Like in the very beginning, all, all the, they're all loading into it. And it's like a long, 
It's like the Tumblr from Batman, kind of. Like, uh, kind of. It, it's. I mean, it's not actually as useful as the Tumblr because it's kind of long and flat, and the wheels are on the ends. But I did a model of it when, a couple of years ago. It, it looks just, almost like a stretched Hummer. Like it's. You could almost. Yeah, it's. It's a Marine carrier, I think. Yeah. NPC, a Marine personnel carrier, I think it's fucking called. And to make extra money on the side, you'll rent it out for stags and bachelor parties. <laughs> yeah, and, and then high, high school proms. <laughs> <laughs> fucking machine gun on top and everything. <laughs> so no, that's that's pretty awesome as well. I didn't know. I, I thought for a second that when you were beginning the, that uh, diatribe that I was like, oh, wait, Downs is going to design his own ship here. But then you <laughs> ended it with the the bird of prey. That's awesome. That probably my favorite ship from the Star Trek universe. I have to admit, I prefer those even almost to the design of the Enterprise. Yeah, well, that was the thing. I mean, and uh, listen, you have to have a crew of like what? 500 to run an enterprise size ship anyways you know what i mean so um and as cool as that is that's not what i'm about at least in in space you know what i mean i'm not a whole fucking federation that is totally it's just not practical you know what i mean for what you're doing here so whereas the bird of prey i mean you could probably do that with you know 10 to 20 people i would think for sure six to eight six to ten whenever so and that and that to, to, to your point too that's one of my all-time favorite spaceships ever because when you're in space which is so fucking lonely you want as few people around you as possible exactly well, but i know when you're a fucking pirate you don't want the more, <laughs> you don't want more to... people you got they're gonna stab you in the back <laughs> it all comes down to sharing doesn't it Downs? <laughs> that's right <laughs> and keep in mind though dury in the future people are scanner screening you all the time like people are getting <laughs> lots of calls on those giant view screens that's true <laughs> the space Long distance bill alone is fucking massive <laughs> for a, for a spaceship captain like me. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're all out flying around. You know, Dury's obviously not doing a whole. I'm just line. coasting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Mike, why don't you tell us then, as you're off, you know, trying to actually make a difference, which I commend you on. Um, you know, who is your what's your right hand situation look like? You know, who is your uh, who's your first, second in command? Well, uh, my second in command, I would probably have to say, I didn't give all of these people specific roles, but now if I had to put the guy that I listed at the top, considering what, uh, you know, the, the adventuring I'll say that I'm going to be getting into, I got to have surprise here, folks, Han Solo on my ship. (laughs) He's got to be, he's got to be joining me for all this sort of stuff. Like, I mean, I need a bandit. I, I need that sort of uh, devil may care attitude as you know as my uh, right hand man. I, if I am the captain, Hansel is a competent guy to be able to con- take over and control the ship and get us out uh, in, a, in a jam. But also, I need that sort of uh, rogue spirit that he that he embodies for my crew. Is this after? Um the events of uh, Return of the Jedi, you know, after he's kind of been brain damaged from. No, I'm not talking reason. about I'm not talking about neutered Han Solo. I'm going <laughs> to okay. say because oh. I don't think Han ever quite recovered from the carbonite freezing. So no. this is uh, this is Han Solo em- uh, circa Empire. OK. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny you say that. You know, I uh, I definitely thought one of us would say Han Solo. Um, so if I just jump in with my second in command. Um, this guy's his character name is John Shepard um, from Stargate Atlantis. He's very much uh, a Han Solo type guy. I think you're right, Mike. I think you need to have that guy who's a little bit on the uh, 
edge, you know what I mean, who's, who's going to push things when they need to be pushed. But, uh, you know, you can't have too many of those guys. So I, I think that, that very much needs to be a specific role. Um, and I thought, you know, the other guy who filled this role too would be like a, a Mal from Firefly. I thought those guys, to me, they're all kind of similar. And who do you pick out of, out of amongst those? So I'm well, not surprised that you said Han Solo. I'll, I'll be honest. In this, in this role, I really, really debated between Han and Malcolm. And, you know, just like IO9 taught us. No, but the <laughs> I, I the reason I didn't pick Malcolm uh, was he he is a born leader. I mean, he uh, Han is a bit more of a sort of a lone wolf in a certain respect. Uh, and he fell in. I don't want to say fell into place. I guess when you're thinking of Return of the Jedi, maybe he did. But he, I mean, he was able to kind of work with uh, the rebellion and with uh, other people where Mal is a born leader. I think I see him as he probably wouldn't, maybe me and him wouldn't suit each other. I don't see him being a number two for some reason. No, I don't, I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, he's already, he's had his own command. Like you'd have to get him. And even in the war, he was the commander. You know what I mean? You'd have to get him early on in his career. I think because you're right. He, he he's too, uh, too seasoned to be your fucking, yeah, I don't even see Han Solo as being – he wouldn't be a number two for anybody, I don't think. But, I mean, at least Han, I think, is the type of guy that doesn't look at ranking quite as much. He didn't have a, a military background like Mal did, and he I think he's well, just kind of – Well, actually – uh, oh, Here we go. This expanded <laughs> universe moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh, I thought – no. Fans, no. No, but <laughs> the not, true fans know. The true fans know. <laughs> I know I'm completely – people are uh, pressing stop on their replayers right now as I continue to go through this. <laughs> but no, I, I just think head to head between – because their characters – I mean this has been uh, debated so much. They're very similar, uh, Mal and, and Han. And I just – I thought Han, Mal being a – controlling his own – and running his own ship – would not fall in line and be the most ideal number two. I thought Han is the type of guy that he may take one of my uh, little Battle of the Planets vehicles and go off and do shit that I'm not aware of, but he would probably work better in my system that I'm putting together. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with my, like, same pick with my guy. I mean, that's not, they're, they're good guys for tactical operations and shit, but they're not necessarily, you know, they're flawed a little bit so that they can't necessarily control a whole group of people or something. Now, I have a question, Downs. Now, not to go off onto a lengthy tangent here, but on Stargate Atlantis, they're, they're, John Shepard is a captain of a, a vessel, um, uh, well, no, no, he, when they're on Atlantis, they have these, um, it's mostly about gating around, but they have these little fucking puddle jumper things that go. And so they take these teams of like eight to 10 people or six people, you know what I mean? And they, uh, explore other worlds. Cause I will say, I know, uh, we've mentioned this before on the show. You're a big, uh, Stargate fan. I am completely uninitiated with that, uh, with that area. Like, I don't know. I don't even think I ever saw the Roland Emmerich Stargate film, to be honest. It, it's funny because I'm I'm almost tempted to go rewatch Atlantis. That's how good of a fucking show that is. I really urge anyone to check if you want to check out good science fiction. The Stargate idea itself is very fucking cool. I've said this before, um, but uh, I don't want to kind of go on that too much. But um, th- this guy is a pretty good guy. He's a mouthy fucking you know loud mouth funny fucking dude. That's cool. Yeah, and so did you tell us who yours was? No, you, go ahead, Mark. So who's your uh, second in command? Well. Okay, see, so I'm thinking second in command. I want someone who's going to make my job easier. 
That's essentially what they're there for, right? Like someone who can do my <laughs> Which job. Your job is fucking relaxing around and doing <laughs> every time you're every time we have Dury on the show, his is always like, Where can I do the least amount of work? <laughs> Benefit the most from this, but do very little. <laughs> well, anyway, I was thinking maybe someone like a Spock type character, or you know, someone sort of responsible who could do the heavy mental lifting. Then I thought of Sigourney Weaver, and then I thought of Sigourney Weaver playing Lieutenant Tawny Madison in Galaxy Quest. All she oh. does is talk to the computer. <laughs> I got to just tell her what I want it to do. She tells the computer. The computer talks to her. It's done. That is amazing. Because <laughs> immediately I was about to jump in and go, he's saying Sigourney Weaver. Why isn't he just saying her name as Ripley? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought you were going with it. But wow, Galaxy Quest. That, once again, this is that's right out of the left field. But it's a good one. making role for her, probably. Yeah. Hey, I fucking love that movie. It's Galaxy Quest is a great movie. It's in my collection. I actually love the bad guys in that movie really a lot. Um, they're quite well animated. Um, she's okay. You know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Sigourney Weaver, even when they try and pretty her up. I just, you know, she's too mannish for me. So, um, and I, I have. I think I mean, you I, mean competent. Uh, no, I mean, I, well, I mean, I have some space babes on my ship, and they're totally competent in other things. Let me fucking tell you. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's I mean, I'll just give hey, you a little spoiler. Ship, so you can do whatever the fuck you want with Sigourney Weaver. You can have a ship. you. You may have a few. That's all I have on mine. <laughs> That's I think. I think from here on out, all Dury has is space hotties. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a, a pretty good segue. I mean, obviously, we got to have some um, space babes. So, uh, do you have any anyone specific other than that, uh, Mark? Who's a specific space babe, or what, what do you got for that? Um, well, I was uh, I was going with Pris from uh, as played by Daryl Hannah in Blade Runner. Wow! Yeah, um, they don't because, come more space baby than her. Uh, well, my next choice is, but uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought she's a pretty good start, and she's not human, which is uh, helpful. Right, that's actually a nice upside, isn't it? I suppose, yeah. I mean, she can. Uh, she'd be like a a, a a seductress attack dog. Just get get the job done. Whatever needs to be done, she she'd be able to handle it. I'm confident. I mean, in case someone pirates trying aboard your pleasure cruise and t- attack you, she could take them out. Yeah, or pleasure them. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a it's a pleasure cruise down. It's we're not fighting. <laughs> Because she is like as a replicant, her uh, I mean, which is uh, in in essence a, a a fancy word for a cyborg, really, is it not? Uh, in that from that film, she is pretty badass, and she could be seductress slash killer uh, at the blink of an eye. Or you know, but that's what I mean. Like, what the fuck do you need a killer for? That's what I. My, and you well, said. no, but I was I really uh, as as a pleasure model. Uh, her primary job would be training. I think other uh, other staff on the ship. I think the, she could the do ways the pleasure. Of pleasure. Yes, or you know, when it's a big ship though, and uh, got to make a profit. So uh, you know, need to need to get the staff all trained up and everything. And I figured Pris is uh, you know she knows it all. So <laughs> he's in a way different realm than we've gone here. Down total different world. Eh? There is money to be made out there, people. <laughs> there is stop. 
chasing the scrap. So you're... <laughs> For your flying brothel that's happening yeah. out here. It's like the fucking dirtiest Babylonian pit <laughs> in the skies. Hey, uh, okay. hey I'm napping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't interrupt. Okay, uh, what about you, DJO? What do you have in the way of space babes? Um, well, I have a couple girls on my uh, squad, but if we're going for requisite space babe, I mean, her pretty much her only purpose is to be there and look good, but I, she has more duties than that. But I brought her on simply because seven to nine can fill out a Borg outfit better than just about fucking any bitch, let me tell you. So I I, got to have her on my ship just because I would have to be leaning over and checking out her ass every time she walked by. But she would also be pretty handy because, uh, like uh, Dury mentioned, she is not human uh, completely. uh, And uh, she is also rather strong and can be helpful in a mission. And as well, she is almost not programmed to get all emotional on you and cry. So oh. to me, this is the ideal hottie to have on your ship. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I definitely figured there would be a Seven of Nine mentioned on here. I mean, how you can't – I don't think you can do science fiction with men and not have Seven of Nine. Well, that's what I thought too. That one seemed like an obvious one. I debated also between – like, I mean, uh, an obvious one also seems like Princess Leia, but I, I you know, I've got to tell you, folks, Princess Leia always seemed like a sister to me. I never got I never got the sexual thing with her. Like maybe it was because Star Wars, we were so young or whatever. I don't know. I never found her uh, quote unquote haughty. But then there was that the other chick from was it Star Trek Enterprise? She was I think she was a, a Vulcan there was that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. What's I don't know who the hell she was, but she we'll, was hot though. We'll call her Hotoff or whatever she wants to be. Or wasn't that like played by the girl from Sex in the City or something? Didn't what's her name? Kim Cattrall. She played like a Vulcan. Yeah, I think she did that in one of the movies though. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the Enterprise, the TV show. Uh, which pro- when very few people watched other than a couple of our listeners and downs, I think, uh, <laughs> is the, the whoever she was, the, there was a, a, a very, very attractive Vulcan girl on that. So I kind of debated on that. But seven of nine, you're, you're right. Sorry, I mean, Jolene Blaylock. She played T-Paul. Yes. So like she was hot. But I mean. Nothing beats Seven of Nine in, uh, in my books. Well, hold on, though. I mean, well, let, let me just – I mean you want to talk My books. About, I said my books. Yeah, but you want to talk – hold on. You're going to – your book's about to be blown open because there's someone you haven't mentioned. You know, in, in terms <laughs> Elvira of, is not science fiction. No, but Tricia Helfer as number six is. Oh, uh, yes. That's a good So – and she's a robot. So I've got a couple. I've got three of them. I got three sixes, and they roam around my spaceship. And you want to talk about pleasure. I have – Trisha Helfer as three sixes, and they give me all the pleasure I fucking need. <laughs> she is, she is incredibly hot. Why do you need three? Because that's the beauty of um, what I love about the um, Cylons is that they're different personalities. I would love to have. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm a big fucking spaceship captain. I need three chicks. No, I would also think you're also. I don't – I'm kind of lazy, so if I walk into a different part uh, of the ship, I just want another one of them to be there. That's right. <laughs> I, I got a big ship. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why are there two of you here? There's only supposed to be one in the dining hall. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> There's some area of the ship not covered. I could be over there. <laughs> 
See, um, I didn't pick her. I forgot about her, but I didn't pick her as well because I didn't want to spoil. But I have another Cylon on my ship. Oh, but we'll, we'll get see. to that later. Uh, you yeah, need yeah. variety. Yeah. 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 Um, which, and so, I mean, but also, as you mentioned, you know, I do have another, I have a, a, a space babe who crosses some categories. So I'm going to go to her now. Um, and this would be. Um, character named Kaylee Fry from uh, Firefly, played by the lovely and talented Jewel State, uh, you know, who was also in Stargate Vulcan Atlantis. Um, but, you know, uh, as her Kaylee Fry character um, from Firefly, she is one of my space babes when I don't want one of the sixes, and she also is my engineer and keeps my shit in the air. Well, that's interesting, Downs, because I'll throw up my another one of my women, and this one is... A space babe, depending on who you are. And but she's also I could almost say some of the muscle uh, for for my team. So I'm saying Kara Thrace Starbuck from uh, BSG. So she this is a tough as nails uh, chick. And but she'll also get it on if you want. She might punch you in the fucking mouth while you while she's doing you. But uh, Kara, I think, is a really important member of my crew as she is, she's a, a great pilot. Uh, she's uh, definitely got military background, uh, can whip some boys into shape. Uh-huh. And uh, just, I mean, just that sort of like tough balls to the wall chick that I, that, that you, I need on this team. So I, she, Starbuck is pretty awesome despite how they kind of fucked her up at the end of BSG, but I won't go into that. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a great, um, you know, cross thread of uh, Space Babe and, you know, Muscle. Uh, Starbuck is a great fucking character. She's totally tough. She can party her fucking face off. Exactly. Um, uh, she's, a, uh, she's a great person to have on you. Actually, I'm a little bit jealous. I didn't think of Starbuck. I have uh, River Tam as my personal bodyguard. <laughs> I, knew, I knew River was going to have to show up on your yes. ass. Dude, come on. <laughs> Okay, so she is a space babe, but also is your personal bodyguard. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think of River Tam as a space babe necessarily. She's more like a like a dangerous weapon. Like I just again, you, know? uh, you sure got a lot of dangerous weapons for sitting around doing fucking nothing. Like, do you sit around with loaded guns in your house too when you're just like watching TV or what? <laughs> you can't have guns in Canada. <laughs> Is that the only reason why? Jeez, you're talking about having a personal bodyguard in a military tactical unit, and you're all you're doing is sitting around on your ass all day. Well, I'm running a profitable ship. But meanwhile, you got fucking Daryl Hannah doing backflips down the fucking (laughs) down the hallway, (laughs) River Tam fucking kicking some guy in the neck. Well, hey, I'm sorry. They don't make uh, science fiction films about the more boring, <laughs> mundane middle management people. Have a limited what, what, pool to draw from here. What exactly is the theme of your fucking space cruise here? Terrorism or what? Pleasure. <laughs> You're right. There, there is a real, there's a real missed opportunity in science fiction here. Space accountants and, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I just need someone sensible and reliable who can learn numbers. <laughs> River's good with math. We know that. That scene in Serenity, I know it's like it's good that we kind of talked about that off the top. When in, in the film, when they really, really unleash River, because uh, they kind of touched on that in the series Firefly, and then they kind of really delivered on it in the film Serenity. That was pretty awesome. Like you're right, she is a a weapon, really. Oh, when she takes down all the Reavers, yeah, uh, yeah, that was a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she kicks some fucking arse. Okay, um, so let's go uh, st- now sticking in the muscle kind of area. Um, 
who else, uh, I guess over to you, Mike, do you have any else, any muscle, any tough guys on your team? You must have somebody else. Well, you know, I do have, I do have some muscle as well on the team, but I don't want to say it in a traditional, uh, you know, Fucking Vin Diesel. What's that character's name from Pitch Riddick? Black? Riddick. I don't have like a Riddick. I don't have a Chewbacca. I've got some muscle, but I, I but you know, I, I've also got uh, it's smart muscle. Let's say it. He's the penis of my team. Uh, this I've got Colonel Dwayne Hicks, and that is uh, the dude Michael Bean from the movie Aliens. Right. So reliable uh, stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like tough. Uh, Tough guy, good with people, uh, you know, very uh, well-trained and, you know, experienced, uh, willing to, you know, lay down his life for others. Uh, th- this dude, you know, he's he, he fucking great in that movie. But, uh, I, you know, he's just a, a good compliment to uh, my uh, Phoenix squad. <laughs> that, that is funny because, uh, strangely enough, my muscle is uh, Bishop from Aliens, played by Lance Henriksen, because I will not, I will not have any real men on my ship. <laughs> well, well, and you know what's funny? I mean, not as my muscle, but as one of my droids, Bishop would be one of my droids as well. Well, it's too bad I said it first. Fuck that. He's a robot. And But the reason why is because he showed tremendous loyalty and fucking to the end of being ripped fucking yeah. apart still to save fucking Ripley's life. That's fucking loyal, uh, man. You could have uh, Bilbo from the first Alien. <laughs> you can have my fucking cock. So believe me, I'm having fucking a, a bishop. Don't you worry. Because he's a yeah. Because he's a, a robot. You guys can all have multiple copies. Mm-hmm. They're in the mail. But oh, so uh, so Downs can have three. Yeah, uh, I only need one. I've got three sixes. <laughs> I love that Dury's like I'm going to have no other real man on my <laughs> on my pleasure palace here. Then <laughs> so like there's so you're eliminating the competition again. Yeah, it's going to be him and Lobot basically. That's it. <laughs> nice. Um, I have a couple for muscle. Um, Ronan Dax. This is from Stargate uh, Atlantis again. This guy is Jason Momoa. He's the guy who's playing the new Conan in the new Conan movie. Oh, this yeah. I saw is, that trailer. Oh, he's where guy's from? Yeah. He is fucking awesome. Okay. Is that there, the guy who's also in the new HBO Game of Thrones series? Uh, I think he is in that action. Yeah, okay. I saw yeah, the trailer. I know yeah, 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 yeah. Big fucking dude, right? Long hair, fucking big, huge dude. Um, Grunts and, a lot. Uh, I don't know how, what his personal fucking uh, regime is, but you know, possibly. Uh, I also, uh, you know, I need a guy with a lot of guns. When I think of a guy with a lot of guns, I think of Jane Cobb. You know, <laughs> you got to have Jane from Firefly. The guy's always got his guns and always got your back. And but then Jane, I figure, sorry, go ahead. No, and Jane is the type of guy that you also want. He'd be that kind of like. Uh, the the doofus that you would keep things kind of fun on your ship as well. Like he's kind of comic that, relief. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Oh, he'd sell you out in a second, though. Yeah, I mean, I hopefully I got another another enough real loyal guys around me. I mean, that's one of the things I did think about with my crew. But um, you know, most of my other guys are really fucking loyal, and maybe that's why Ronan Dax gets the job over Jane Cobb ultimately. But uh, and then my last kind of honorable mention was you got to think of Worf when you're thinking of muscle. I think he deserves an honorable mention. You know what I mean? The guy's just fucking unstoppable and also loyal to a fucking fault. Yeah, that's a, that's a good choice. I actually did think of Worf over Chewbacca. You know, I as much as uh, I love Chewie, uh, you know, a huge Star Wars fan, I 
have to say, I don't think I could follow him if uh, and understand what the hell he was trying to talk about while he was barking at me. Oh, uh, the messes know? in the bathroom. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and a lot of shit gets stuck in the Wookiee's hair. I'm not going to lie to you. But that uh, Wookiee smell. Yeah. The wet Wookiee. No, but Worf is a good addition, Downs. I'm not, I, I kind of figured he would be in someone's group. Yeah, I mean, you have to, I mean, I think the guy has to be mentioned, right? He's just too good. He's fucking a machine. Well, right? he'd, he'd be at home on your ship. Yeah. Rocking it on the bird of prey, yeah. That's true. And he'd be probably actually help with the controls. <laughs> yeah, it's not the it's not the easiest user interface on those ships. I think. <laughs> Where's the go button? <laughs> Fuck, Captain! None of us can make out these fucking controls or computers. We're fucked. Um, does anyone else have any muscle they wanted to mention before we move on to other categories? Um, nope. I don't think I do. No. Okay. Um, so I mentioned uh, droids. Uh, there must, everyone else must have some droids out there. So what do you got, uh, Mark Dury, in terms of androids or aside from Bishop? Like oh, we both well, have, yeah, uh, Lobot, Lobot was my only other really right. crew member that, that I have here anyway that I've written down. But, yeah, Lobot's the good sort of uh, day-to-day, uh, you know, manage my meal times, planning, you know, calorie intake, all that stuff. He's got that little built-in uh, thing on his head. You can keep track of it all. Make sure everything's, you know, he can keep Sigourney Weaver off my back. He all, he, it looks like he could play music through those, potentially be an alarm clock if you needed it. You know, just when sit you there see- watching me while I'm sleeping. <laughs> Which can blinking. be a little unsettling. Uh, <laughs> but you know what's so funny? If Lobot is the, uh, for those that don't know, he is the head of security, I guess, on Cloud City from Empire Strikes Back with Lando. But... If you don't know who this guy is, go into Google and just uh, type in Lobot because he is proof positive that he was the last character for the character designer or the costume designer on Empire Strikes Back to get to. He has the worst outfit, eh? Well, okay, we've spent the budget. You have a white shirt, a gray vest, and a pair of beige pants. There you go, buddy. Those aren't even pants, man. Those are – he's wearing slacks and a blouse. It's probably what the guy guy wore to the fucking audition. They're like, just go with that. Perfect. You just came from the disco? That's great. Put put, put some headphones on his head and we're good. We're good to go. We just saved $100,000. Yep, he's he's non-threatening though, you know. Don't mind; he just fades into the background. Again, I think your I, I, your whole lifestyle is weird. You're on vacation on a pleasure cruise. Mine is. Look at you. No, no and you, you've got you've got assassins watching your back. You got someone minding what you do, but you're on vacation. I don't know where where you got to be on time. I, I can afford the best. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. But <laughs> yours does completely. Hey, mine's <laughs> tried and true and trusted, tested man. Guys like Han Solo and Malcolm Reynolds have fucking made livings scavenging shit. If there was, if it wasn't ships like Downs and I's, people couldn't enjoy the freedom that your pleasure palace provides. <laughs> that's, that's right. They wouldn't be, need to be taking space vacations. <laughs> space vacations. Space vacations. What about you, DJ? You got any uh, androids over there on your fucking bucket? Um, well, I I seem like the obvious dude here. You know, I really debated and tried to think of where to go. But, I mean, I got to have R2-D2. I, I got to throw him somewhere. I mean, the guy is reliable. Uh, he can get you out of a jam. He can open a door if none of us are, <laughs> are are able to do so. 
But as I uh, mentioned before as well, I've also got – and actually I could have said this was as my muscle, but it would falls into uh, both categories. But this is muscle slash droid is that I have a reprogrammed classic Cylon, like the ones with the the red lights zipping back and forth and shit like that. <laughs> so this is a – we have my team the here. Toasters. Yeah. yeah. So let's say Kara Thrace has reprogrammed uh, a, a – an obedient Cylon that uh, is basically our red coat, you know, if you will, or red shirt, like that will basically go first on the missions in case, you know, we're going to get into trouble and can be like our, uh, you know, our droid bouncer at our crazy parties on the ship. Is this planet magnetic? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's so funny, though, because I had, um, like the movie Ice Pirates, you know, we have a couple toasters that we've salvaged together that you know are like our muscle you know what i mean they're you know kind of indestructible so they can cover us going in and out of places and i had you know two to three of those of, of uh <laughs> cylon toasters i just wait i have what? to say how nonchalantly you just mentioned the movie ice pirates <laughs> i love that movie. i love that movie that may be the first time we've ever mentioned it on the history of this show are you serious we've yes never you said ice it pirates. so like just like in that movie ice pirates you guys oh. know how that that goes. I thought he said something different. What do you think he said? Ass pirates. <laughs> Ass, sorry, that's in your personal collection. That's the Atomic Geeks After Dark. <laughs> no, the Robert uh, Ulrich. Is it Ulrich? Yeah. Ice Pirates. Uh, amazing uh, 1980s movie about mm-hmm. the guys who need to steal water. And they have – actually, they're in my not want was their actual robots, the ones that are always falling the fucking part all the time. Man, that's a, that has to be on Netflix. I'm going to have to check that out. I have not seen that film. When you just mentioned it, I was like – I didn't hear another word you said after that. I was just <laughs> like, wait, did he just mention Ice Pirates? <laughs> Yeah, no, but I was just saying how I have a couple toasters as well, kind of like they do on Ice Pirates, right? Like a couple that you cobble together or you've got working together, right? Yeah. Uh, By my tech lead, who I don't want to blow anybody's minds, but Panthro from the Thundercats is my fucking tech lead because that guy can fucking build anything out of fucking anything. The guy built the fucking cat slayer, the fucking... As long as it's cat-themed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the fucking price you pay, right? <laughs> he always puts his cat, his feline spin on it. <laughs> Why are there whiskers on this phone? <laughs> I thought I thought he's a pretty good tech lead, though. No, that is pretty good. It's just that when you're uh, when you're, you're you want to get into a teleporter, there's a, there's basically litter on the floor as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice touch. Just don't mind it. My panthros are technicians. Uh. Oh, he's eating his own vomit again. Well, I, I, you had to have an alien somewhere, right? I really felt like there was a – I couldn't just have all white fucking men on my spaceship. Yes. So see, that's get... what I was waiting for. Can I, can, are we allowed to now mention – because you said droids. I got an alien on my team Okay. Well. Well, who, so who's your alien counterpart? My alien is – because this guy would be goddamn handy. I don't know if anyone's going to know this. I got to have Odo. Odo is the shapeshifter from Star Trek DS9, that Deep Space Nine show. Mm. Uh He's the guy that looked like almost – God, I don't even – this is going to sound terrible. He almost looked like a burn victim. His face was like – he almost had no character in his face, I think. Well, and uh, fucking in his character portrayal, the guy was the fucking – he slapped his face. He was so fucking dejected and fucking 
bummed out on that yeah. show. <laughs> I love Deep Space Nine. That was my favorite of all the Star Treks. Odo was a good character. Deep Space Nine. You're a fucking Here loser. That thing oh. sucked, man. Oh, it says fucking Stargate Atlantis. How many fucking Stargate guys you got on your team, for Christ's sake? <laughs> hey, fuck you. <laughs> You're mocking one DS9 character? You got yeah, fucking... MacGyver and half the fucking SG crew over with you. <laughs> fucking half the fucking SG. <laughs> Fuck you. I got one, two guys. That's it. And Han Solo and Malcolm Reynolds. And one and one of the guys is fucking. Um... See, there need to be like this needs to be more like a draft. Conan the points allocated. Yeah, like that's. We should do the sci-fi draft as a, a topic eventually. That's, that would be yeah, great. That would be good. Idea. No, but Odo's my alien. I get Malcolm he, Reynolds. You get – and he's like – he's good for uh, when we're basically having to infiltrate and you know go undercover because he's a shapeshifter and can do uh, any form – take any form that he wants. But uh, I'm going to say – I'm sorry. I'm sticking up for DS9 one last time. Good, good show. My favorite of all the Star Trek universe. <laughs> bullshit you know it's funny because i thought of a shapeshifter you know and i was like ah, can i get mystique in there when i'm like not really you know it's not superhero she's not in space um so that's that's a great use of a shapeshifter actually yeah, shapeshifters are always good i think to have around yeah what about you mark Dury? you got any aliens or empath fucking helping you work to do your busy schedule or what well see i i, I know we also wanted to pick a like a people you don't want but uh that's all part of the comedy though so uh, uh, this would be someone I would have on the ship, although I really would not want him on there. And that would be Zoidberg from Futurama. <laughs> Why would you have Zoidberg on your ship? Because I would constantly be trying to get him off the ship somehow. <laughs> and it would this just w- be, make for interesting, you know, interplay. That's what I was going to say. This would, uh, you know, keep your days fun and whatnot. He'd oh, yeah. to- he, there he would be surrounded by free food and drink and still not – like I just wouldn't allow him to have any. <laughs> so he would just be your plaything, your toy. To yeah, and he'd you. be breaking stuff all the time, just constantly having to r- clean up after Zoidberg. He's a real pain in the ass, but he is funny. I love Zoidberg. Okay, what about you, Mike? Do you have anybody that you don't want to, uh, at all costs, please don't let this person land on my spaceship? Oh, I got a few of those people, man, let me tell you. So uh, let me start with uh, first and foremost, the last person I mentioned was a Star Trek character, and this one is a Star Trek character as well. God forbid if Neelix from Voyager shows up on my ship, he is getting (laughs) shot and fucking killed. This is the guy with the... uh, the gigantic fucking rash on his head or I don't know what it is. I mean, he's got freckles or something. He, he's quoted as being the morale, the, uh, the morale officer of Voyager. Really? Morale. This is the guy you're hiring for morale? Neelix? Come on, people. You you might want to reconsider. Uh, you got big problems if fucking Neelix is your morale fucking coach. This guy... No way he's going to be on my ship. He is a deformed fucking weirdo. <laughs> so no deformed weirdos uh, on Michael DiGiovanni's spaceship. Well, deformities we're fine with. Like I mentioned, we have uh, Odo, but uh, Neelix is more deformed. I mean socially deformed. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, definitely taking a page on the Star Trek uh, book. 
I don't want uh, Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan any fucking near anywhere near my fucking shit. Holy shit, that is really good. <laughs> Especially manning the bar, like oh, you know, I, I would. Yeah, I, you you kill yourself not in the bar. No, God, no. If you had to take her on because she was well, even then I'd just leave her out in space. But if some for some reason I was someone took my ship for fucking you know took control of it and I had to take her on just to fucking be to save it, I sure as shit wouldn't make her the goddamn bartender. Yeah, every time you saddle up to the bar after a hard space battle, the face you want to look into is goddamn Whoopi Goldberg wearing a purple fucking one-piece outfit. Oh, Are it makes you, you drink. It's <laughs> good no, for that, business. No, that, that's what the sixes do at my fucking bar. It's the, the bar is called Three Sixes, and they fucking tend bar and that shit, wearing nothing but bikinis. But what, if you're, what if you need to be in another part of the ship? Then what? One follows me everywhere the fuck I go. The one that's like the one that is like just in his imagination or whatever. That's the one that I got. Oh. Now technically you have four. Well, that's just in my head, so it doesn't count. Oh, <laughs> just like now. Just like this whole conversation. Okay, uh, what about yeah? You must have someone else you don't want on your ship, uh, Mark Dury. Um, well, I don't want any Decepticons. <laughs> um, because they're really grating and irritating, with the exception. Soundwave, he's 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 okay. He can chill. Got a great voice. That one, you could just let him read you stories all day and night. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely one of my favorite Transformers when I was a kid. Even though the one I had found out it actually wasn't a real one. It was like oh one of those God. like knockoff brands. I, I heard about that. Yeah. I remember that now as a kid that they actually were making knockoffs of Soundwave. Yeah, and I was wondering like why didn't my parents let me open the box? They're like, oh, the box was damaged. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> Believe me, like at that age, your friends do not let you go 10 minutes without knowing that is not real. Oh, yeah. I didn't care. I loved them anyway. <laughs> sound, <Adam>. sound blave. <laughs> <laughs> still has them up in his room. Yeah, Ravage and Rumble, they fit in there nicely. It still works. So. <laughs> Ravage and Rumble, geez, that takes me back. Um. Okay, so uh, back to me. I'll do another one who I definitely don't want. Um, I don't want John Travolta's character from Battlefield Earth, that big fucking dude with the dreadlocks. Uh, I don't want him in my fucking spaceship. Him and oh. Worf would get along great. <laughs> wow, was, what was what kind of what what was he supposed to be? Like, I mean, uh, a Scientologist? Like, what was that? Yeah. A Scientonomist. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I changed never, it just enough. Yeah, I've never seen. Battlefield Earth, but I've heard it is arguably one of the worst films ever made. Yeah, I've never seen it. I mean, it's going to be pretty bad for me not to have at least watched it some in passing science fiction, but no. Oh, yeah, man. That's a, I think you are dodging a huge bullet with not having that clown on your ship. Uh, then one of the guys that I also don't want uh, rolling around with me is uh, Nyan Num. That's the uh, the guy that was oh. Lando's co-pilot from Return of the Jedi. Remember Mumblemouth? <laughs> you mean free action figure character? <laughs> yes. Two proofs of purchase. I do not want you. That fucking guy. The, Doesn't uh, he like drool all over the fucking place? Yeah, too? man. Like, he's like he's like a Riddlin fucking alien. It's like calm the fuck down, man. I don't understand a word you're saying. We are people are giddy. shooting shooting at us. Would you just shut up and let me concentrate? <laughs> no nine numb on my fucking ship. Would you take him over Akbar? 
I would Akbar is more than welcome for visits on my ship. I actually yeah. always liked Admiral Akbar. Yeah, I think I'd probably take him. He'd be fun to play some board games with. Yeah, he seems like he, you know, if you sit down, he could tell you some good stories and whatnot. I don't know that Nine Yum is just a, an annoying little freak. Yeah, he had yeah, no I, business being in the in the Falcon. Yeah, where'd that come from? Like yeah. Han Solo had lost his fucking mind. He, just, he didn't even care about his own ship anymore. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. what? Where's Leia going? I'll go. <laughs> yeah, it shows the downfall of Han Solo. Yeah, carbon freezing, man. Fuck. Fucking vagina, vagina lips sitting in the fucking Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Labia face. Um, anyways, uh, one of mine. Uh, just to round out this, uh, I definitely don't want Jar Jar Binks uh, any fucking where, any any anywhere near my spaceship. No, man, God no. Not Jar Jar. That that one almost goes without saying. I mean, was was Jar Jar ever in a ship in the in? Oh yeah, he was. I think he was in Phantom Menace, and he was just yeah yeah you know fucking things up there with robots and stuff like that. I think, but uh, yeah, I mean any. It, Jar Jar shouldn't be close to anything, and especially you don't want him on your ship. My my last person I don't – well, actually two last uh, for people that I do not want on this ship is Dot Matrix. That is uh, Joan Rivers' character from Spaceballs. <laughs> from Spaceballs. <laughs> she, she – I mean, I uh, you know, you almost don't want C-3PO, but then you think of the poor man's spoof of C-3PO played by Joan Rivers. That's worse. That's I don't want worse. that – I don't want her. And the other one is I don't want Robbie the robot from Lost in Space. I thought of him too. Yeah, don't want him either. Arguably one of the worst robots. Maybe maybe seconded or tied with the that fucking robot from The Black Hole. Remember that movie oh, The Black Hole? Is that Vincent? Yeah, like Ugh. so terrible. <laughs> either of those two, like Robbie or Vincent are, have no place in my uh, crack squad of uh, thrill seekers. All right, Mark Dury, any uh, last uh, mentions? Um, you? No, I think I've, I'm pretty happy with my picks. Okay, one I forgot to mention, actually, on my droid side, I had uh, uh, you know some toasters and Bishop from Alien, but I also had Wall-E. Uh, Wall-E, you know, I think that you hit the nail on the head, Mike, with the R2, and I figured someone would say R2, and I think Wall-E is very similar to R2 into that helpful little droid category, and I think you need one of those on a ship. Oh, oh, if you're going to sure. go with that, then go with Eve. Well, um, he, all he's meant to do is crush things. Yeah, but he's uh, he's got character. He's though. got sticky Wall-E. fingers. He's always fucking stealing shit. Yeah, but that could uh, that's the kind of thing that could help you when you're in, in if you're investigating some uh, mystical pyramid and he pushes on a fucking button and next thing you know it takes you to the treasure. He's the type of kid, robot that shit happens around. You he'd know what be I mean? the guy. He'd fucking set off those traps because he's so goddamn heavy. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, with you, she floats. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's not the better robot of the two, but I think what he brings to the table in terms of comic relief and inquisitiveness. Accident. Yeah, yeah, inquisitive. That's a great that's exactly it, Mike. I think that that, that pays off when you're in looking mm. for treasure. I just think that's the better character. Plus you can keep your weed in him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I think I win. Uh, <laughs> Whatever you got the worst fucking. I'm gonna shoot your shit down so fucking fast <laughs> in my Klingon bird of prey. But I, but me and my crew have already booked a two week vacation package at your <laughs> ship. <laughs> All right, um, I think that's it for episode 109, League of Extraordinary Space Guys. Um, let's move on to our 
Atomic Picks. All right. Michael DiGiovanni, Atomic Pick, please. Two Atomic Picks for me this week. First of all, have to mention, just got the latest volume of Fables from Vertigo Comics. This is volume 15. It's called Rose Red. And this goes into giving you the backstory between the sisters Snow White and Rose Red and leads us up to issue 100 of Fables with a confrontation with Mr. Dark. Wow, I think we've said this ad nauseum on this show, uh, how fantastic Bill Willingham's comic book Fables is. Uh, volume 15, and this thing shows no signs of letting up. Great, great stuff. If you haven't tried Fables, definitely get on board with that. And if uh, you've been reading it, make sure you pick up Volume 15, Rose Red. And my other atomic pick is, look at this, guy with a new kid actually sneaking out and seeing a movie. I actually went to the theater to see a little movie called Source Code, and that's with Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's directed by uh, the David Bowie's son. That is correct. He made the movie Moon. Uh, this is his second fil- uh, film, and it's a little bit more bigger budget. But let me tell you, pretty goddamn good stuff. It's got that clever sort of premise, like a memento, inception if you will, but really uh, pretty interesting for sci-fi uh, interesting hook of a film good stuff i would say if there's anything that you could go out to see in the theater right now go and check out source code really really good stuff okay mark Dury. well i'd uh, i'd second uh Deidre's opinion about fable um i found that to be uh certainly very enjoyable myself i haven't read the, the latest uh compilation but it's been uh hugely popular with my wife uh, and she, she's a fan of Sandman and, uh, you know, Walking Dead. But uh, Fable, I think, is possibly her, her current favorite right now. So if any of you guys are out there looking for maybe something to introduce uh, a girl in your life, you know, the comics, you can't go wrong with Fable. It's uh, very accessible, too. Um, uh, there isn't really anything new that I'm into right now, although I am finally uh, embarking on something I promised myself I'd do when I was 13 years old, and that was I would read The Dark Tower when Stephen King finally finished it, which he which he did a couple of years ago, and so I've uh, I'm just starting book two of that now. I when I was a kid, I I started these books and was convinced that he was never going to finish them, or that he'd die before he did. So I just kind of put them on hold, and uh, I'm glad I waited. It's uh, pretty enjoyable, and uh, there's oodles of Marvel. Um, graphic novels that are coming out now to uh, to accompany them sort of fill in gaps in the story so I'm, I'm pretty pumped to sort of have a really big juicy chunk of media to soak in for the next few months okay and for myself i have a couple uh atomic picks first up i was in my uh, friendly neighborhood comic book store by the name of silver snail the other day love that place um and happened to pick up i guess this is a it's almost like a uh annual it's hellblazer number one Ver- vertigo resurrected so uh you know I, I wasn't sure what the fuck this was so i picked it up and the reason i picked it up is because uh you know your friend and mine garth ennis has written a new hellblazer story which he hasn't done in probably 10 years so i had to pick this up and read it even though the guy was pretty much a cock to me two or three times um uh, i picked this up and 
can't fucking help it. The guy sure knows how to write. Um, really good to see him writing John Constantine again, one of my favorite comic book characters ever, and also Steve Dillon doing the art. So that was definitely uh, something very cool. There's also another story in this by uh, Jason Arrow. So, you know, for whatever this was, $10, uh, you know, for like a little kind of, not quite a trade paperback, but two cool stories. Very cool if you're into John Constantine and Garth Ennis. Check that out. Um, and the other one is a bit of a, a pan and, and burn or fucking whatever the other word that we say is for that Dark Avengers comic. Um, I mentioned how I was reading that. Um, and, you know, I got to say, I really liked the comic up until the last couple issues when, oh, lo and behold, Marvel has to bring in their big fucking overriding a whole universe story and fuck up the whole ending so I don't even know what the fuck is going on in the last issue. That is the fucking reason why I hated Marvel superhero comics and it just happened to me again. Um, so if you happen to pick up Dark Avengers off of my recommendation or are thinking about it, uh, just be warned that the first 12 to 13 issues are pretty good and then it kind of goes off on the rails unless you, re- unless you read the whole other Siege uh, major story through the Marvel Universe, you're not going to know what the fuck happens in the end like I didn't. All right, well, that's going to put an end to tonight's podcast. You know, I just wanted to say that we love the iTunes love, and we love that, and we are always asking you to, to give us some iTunes review. But the other thing that's like internet gold these days is to like us on Facebook. So why don't you, you're on Facebook already. You know, you know you are. You're sitting there at work when you're supposed to be working and you're fucking around on Facebook. The least thing you could do is go up to the search bar and search the Atomic Geeks and like us, okay? That shit is, like I said, internet fucking uh, social media goal, baby. We're on the Twitter. We're on the website. We're in the forums. We're always talking. Now, before we end this episode, what do we have Mike DiGiovanni coming for episode 110? Well, 110, we're still going to be a bloom down, but Christian Nielsen is returning and he will be hosting as we return to the desert island. But this time we're going to be going there with a very, very special guest. Oh, I love special guests. I think that's it. Is it me? It's not (laughs) fucking you. No. Okay. After tonight's bismal fucking a showing. <laughs> <laughs> Back You're the off closet. the podcast. Uh, see you in six months. Saw me uh, again in a while. <laughs> That's it for the Atomic Geeks. Thrusters on maximum. Engage. You've just listened to another episode of the Atomic Geeks. Visit us at theatomicgeeks.com. Production by Andrew Bloom. Title track by Don't Look Down. All right, I think that's going to do it for episode 109. I've already said that, but I'm saying it again. Let me start again.